The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ryan Poles had a press conference yesterday, and he said specifically that the Chicago Bears as an organization are not panicking. We're going to talk about, is it time for the Chicago Bears organization to panic? Or will all this calm down, and will the team face that adversity and come out on the other side of it a better team? We're going to talk about that, plus it's Friday, so that means we're going into the mailbag. All that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And we're going to be talking about and kicking it off with Ryan Poles' press conference. Now, this is a really short press conference. Um, not I don't even think it was longer than 15 minutes. And, you know, in this, he just wanted to address kind of everything that's going around uh, with the team. And, you know, this has been one of the most difficult weeks for the team, not only on coming off of a loss, uh, losing players to, that are placed on injury reserve, uh, uh, Allen Williams resigning, you know, having whatever's going on there. But this is just an interesting time period. The Justin Fields comments in it. Now, he said this. To be really clear, I know there's outside noise, but no one in our building is panicking. No one is flinching at any situations. Not our owner, not our president, not our head coach, not myself. None of our players, everyone is focusing on solving the issues we have so we can become a better football team. And that is what it, and I know it sounds like rah-rah and, you know, uh, you know, pep rally type. Like, at the end of the day, the adversity that this team's facing right now, they need to face it as a team so they can come out on the other side of it in a much better place as an organization. And that's what we hope for, right? Justin Fields in his comments, which were kind of tried to turn to be against the coaching staff, when that really wasn't what it was. Um, and, you know, still putting on the onus of himself, every player, in that building, every coach, everyone needs to be putting that same onus on themselves to improve where they are. They're not going to come out of this individual, right? Justin Fields isn't going to be the only thing that can turn this around, right? Tremaine Edmonds can't be, you know, the only thing that turns it around. DJ Moore can't. Uh, Matt Eberflus can't. But when everybody takes their own failures and 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 is honest and objective with it and and improves it. That's what we need to do, right? And that's what it is. You know, even Ryan Poles commenting on Justin Fields, you know, the, 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 the viral comments that you know, everyone tried to turn. He said this, this guy has been successful the moment he stepped into high school football. So he's dealing with adversity and dealing with taking his game to the next level through many different situations and change. I think that's where you get the frustration from. I thought he took ownership of everything. He didn't have to say anything about that. Our coaches are like, how can we make you better? How can we make you successful? And there's always that balance. No one took it personally. And no one should have, right? This is sports. This is football. And, yeah, there's going to be Twitter headlines and things like that and people who try to make it drama field or whatever else it is. But this team needs to take the adversity that they face, needs to take all the doubt around them that they have earned with their play and lack of success and 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 jump. You, let that you let that be what jump starts them into starting to write this ship. They got a hell of a test in front of them against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And they they can't they can't come in expecting anything. They got to come in full focus no matter who's out there on the field or not and try to win a damn 
football game. That's what it comes down to is winning football games. And this team has to figure out a way to start getting wins in that win column. Is it going to happen Sunday? You know, I, I, you know, we'll do our prediction show Sunday morning before the game, so make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But overall, like, at the end of the day, the Chicago Bears are not going to be favored. They shouldn't be. They they can't take it lightly because who the hell are you? You ain't. This team ain't showed nothing to where they can take anyone lightly. Hell, if they were playing a high school football team, they couldn't take it lightly right now. This team has to execute, and they have to figure out a way to get it together. But I'll tell you what, right, um, this team has has a lot, and they right now, yes, they're the laughing stock. You look at what Stephen A. Smith has said about them. You look at what was said about uh, them from the ringer and calling the team a complete and utter mess. All that stuff is deserved, right? And as much as I want to defend my franchise because I love this team uh, like none other, you gotta you gotta you gotta take your medicine. And right now, hopefully, that medicine is going through this shit that they've earned and put themselves in. Now, the Allen Williams things that's an aside, right? That's whatever's going on there. It's going to go on there. We'll report on it once we have more details. But ultimately, with this team and with the play on the football field, they've earned all the doubt around them. Let's see if they can start turning it around. But all right, it's Friday, so that means it's mailbag day. So before we go, we got to get into some of these voicemails. we got four we're going to get into today. This first one, this one's from Grego. Chicago Bears Central. This is your boy, Grego. Let me say this. First off, I fucked with y'all. I'm going to tell you why. Because y'all, y'all trying to uh, bring analysis to a situation don't really need analysis, but I, I, that's y'all professionalism, and y'all down with it. But we all know it ain't got shit to do with the type of players. These dudes and the people we – I mean, you got Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds, sorry, Keith Edwards, and Jeffrey Jefffield. These mugs have been playing football all them all their life at a high level at some point in time. It's these trifling ads, and I'm going to start including on Matt Eastwood in there because he's a man, trifling ass coaches. That's fucking this team up. They ain't got nothing to do with the players. It's all about the scheme. It's all about the uh, coaching. The reason why Tremaine Edmonds, he was a guy who was supposed to his, his, his calling card was his past defense. Like, he looked like he out of uh, step and he indecisive because that's a fucked up ass scheme that he's trying to play. If they would let them play instinctual, meaning that, you know what, just play instinctual. You guys mentioned uh, Mike Tomlin. I think Bobby talked about Mike, defensive coordinators that are doing their thing. Dan Quinn, if you listen to them talk and you listen to how they play, they, they allow their players to play instinctual. Look how they allow uh, Mika, Michael Parsons to be more than just a pass rusher, the pass receiver. I heard somebody say, well, that, this dude can play safety. Or potentially this year, he'll be lined up as a safety, doing coverage. He, you know what he's defensive end? He's in the middle, he rushed at the D-tackle, and uh, an outside linebacker. That's a, a defensive coordinator understanding that I got a talent, so excuse, fuck my scheme. I got a player. Let me design my teams around what I got. Our coordinators are not doing it, and I blame Matty Blue. Lou Getty, get his ass out of here. Do not waste this year. I'm, I'm telling you, let Justin Field call his own fucking play. If he's supposed to got a command of the offense, then let him call the plays the way he sees fit. He's seeing it. Y'all say he looked indecisive. I, I had an early take I talked about. They were saying his foot, footwork and all that shit. You're right. They, they want him to play quarterback their way and not the way that they got him where he's at. But that's all I got to say, man. Love you, brother. Chicago up. Better out. Peace. Great point from Grego here. Play instinctual. That is what can get you success, right? Yes, you still want to play and understand the game plan. You still want to have football IQ on how you go about it, but you want to be able to play your game. And if this coaching staff 
is keeping players from playing their game and being the best versions of themselves, whether they're trying to force them to be different players or they're thinking too much or whatever else it is. We got to play instinctual. That Their instincts got them here, got them to the NFL, right? And I think when you look at, we got talent all up and down this roster. I know some people now try to turn to, well, we got the wrong people. No, we have talent up and down this roster. Now, it is up to the coaching staff to build a scheme that maximizes on their talent, but you also want to play instinctual. Once you start thinking too much out there, and that's what we're seeing with Justin Fields, we see it with some running backs, not on our team. I think our running backs are doing pretty damn good, right? But you, you see it across the NFL when players start thinking, too much instead of letting the game come to them and rely on their physical attributes and skills and then of course like I said you don't want to eliminate what the football IQ portion that's needed and on top of that as well but you you want to make sure that you have those things going the players definitely need to play more instinctual and I will say this like and like I said uh, you know Island Williams already gone they're gonna have to bring in another defensive coordinator um, you know we'll see if Luke Getze is the, the Bears offensive coordinator that started next season but if they bring in anybody else it's going to have to be player, uh, coaches who can get the most out of the talent that we have here on this roster. That's my opinion. You guys can let me know what you guys think down below. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Fred. What's up, Abe? It's your boy Fred, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I don't even know how to feel about the Bears right now, man. Like, I'm at the point, I'm just like, fire the coaches, you know what I'm saying? Because honestly, it's like they set Justin Fields up for failure so they can get them another quarterback. And I don't like that. I don't like coaches that don't take accountability. They want to point their fingers at the players, but y'all the one that's sitting up here setting up these, these schemes for the players to go out there to execute, and when it's not working, like, at some point, when are y'all, when are they going to take accountability for them not getting the players in the right position to win games? Like, I, I even got to point fingers at Ryan Pose because I think he was a miss on the coaching. Like, he, he was better off getting Brian Dayball because Dayball could have really helped Fields develop into that quarterback that we know he can be. And Alan Williams, you you you're you're a soft ass scary defensive coordinator. I don't like to play for a soft ass scary coach. And I'm a I'm a former defensive guy when I play ball. I can't stand playing for no scary ass defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Them them guys gotta go. I think Matt Eberflus deserves to be on the hot seat because he's not he he he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And then like you said it touched on like use a defensive mad coach. Ain't no way in hell our defense should be ranking at the bottom of, of things. Yeah, okay, we did okay against the run or whatever, though, but at the end of the day, like, our defense should be way better than what it is, though. And as far as, like, the line, they need to let that dude Finney start. They need to let that boy Carter start at the guard. And, like, Nate Davis, I'm just like, man, that, that was a that was a bad sign. Because this dude don't show up. Then, you, you know, you got Braxton Jones, who's hurt now. And he's, it's like he went backwards instead of him going forward. Like, like, when we gonna get it together, man? Like, I'm, I'm seeing all other teams around the league, they take it off doing good, got good players, all that. When are the Bears gonna actually enter that, you know, that, that conversation talk to where people are talking about the Bears, like, the Bears are elite team? Cause right now they're trash. And I'm like, and I got mixed feelings about them right now, man. So at this point, man, I, I I think the Bears can fire that whole coaching staff and bring in a whole new coaching staff and revamp that whole line for for Justin though. Let me know what you think, man. Chicago up, bad down. Matt Eberflus being on the hot seat. Let's, I said it. I don't think that he. I think that seat starts getting hot this season if the Bears do have a struggle of a season, like from from start to finish, right? Um, but I do think that 
you know, he's going to get an opportunity to re-up with new coordinators, but that starts the clock on Matt Eberflus. And if it doesn't start looking better at that point in time, that's where things are going to start changing. I, I really do. Well, as far as things will already start changing, but that's where Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, they may start looking at, do we have the right head coach here? And if they do believe in that head coach, that may be where they start moving and looking in a different direction as far as quarterback. Now, I hope that it, my thought is and my process is, is that I think that Justin Fields is going to be is going to prove his doubt wrong before the end of the season. But you got to we got to see that happen actually on the football field. And until then, Ryan Poles needs to be evaluating everything. And part of that evaluation is going to be Matt Eberflus as well. And I do think that seat is going to be hot by the end of this season if. We, we have another three and 14 uh, season, or God forbid, like even going four and 13, I think that seat still gets hot. You can fire that offensive coordinator, but that starts the clock ticking on Matt Eberflus and his time here as a Chicago Bears head coach. My personal opinion, I think he's going to make it to be the head coach by the start of next season, but does he finish next season the head coach? That's the question that I'm looking at. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Wolf. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Bobby C. Dub, Hayes. Shout out y'all real quick for the podcast as usual. But um yeah, this wolf right here, man. I called in earlier last week and just gave my take on Ryan Pose and not signing the left tackle like Orlando Brown. I heard what you said, Hayes, and I do understand as far as the money commitment that it was gonna take to sign Orlando Brown. But now that Braxton Jones has been placed on IR, I wanna go ahead and say that Ryan Pole should have gone ahead and signed Orlando Brown in the off season. Or uh, he should have brought in somebody to give Braxton Jones some go. Or at the very least, we should have kept Alex Leatherwood on our roster. We finna have Larry Boehm at tackle again. And we finna have our starting rookie at tackle out there. No Tevin Jenkins. Nate Davis, we don't know what's going on with him. Hopefully he come back this week. And we still got our backup center out there. This offensive line is trash. This shit is trash. Man, Ryan Poe should have signed a veteran offensive tackle. He had a lot of faith in a fifth round pick that played FCS ball. And I'll be granted, he had a solid rookie season. But he still should have brought in some competition. Or he should have just signed a veteran. We could have go ahead and still got Jalen Carter first round at number nine. And we could have got Dewan Jones from Ohio State in the second or the third round. Because that big fella balling right now for the Browns. So I understand the commitment that it would have took signing Carter and what else that would have shuffled up with our drafting. But we still could have made some shit shake. But that also being said, we ain't got no defensive coordinator right now. Fuck it. They might as well fire Eberflus at this point. This motherfucker brought in this dude that just gave us a bad name and make us look terrible. There's too many good candidates out there at head coach, man, that could make Justin Fields play way better. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is out there in Washington right now, and Sam Howell is 2-0. So Eric Bieniemy. Uh, applied for the head coach position last year. Dable applied for the head coach position last year. Brian Flores applied for the head coach position last year. My last thought would be, do you think we should have a black head coach or a black offensive coordinator or somebody that's black that is also looking like Justin Fields that knows how he acts? Look at the Ravens quarterback room right now with their coaching staff and everybody in there that looks like Lamar Jackson. Like, it just all right. Listen, Wolf. I appreciate you listening. Um, but this is a very casual take, and it's it's one that 
we do as sports fans sometimes where it's like, oh, well, we should have went out and got this and then did this and then this and that would have fixed it. Guess what? No, it wouldn't have changed much. You would have had a very expensive ornament in Orlando Brown, and that's not to say that Orlando Brown isn't and doesn't have talent, but it wouldn't have changed the, the status of this team, and that is why Ryan Poles is decided to more so go depth, right, and get more defensive linemen in what he did, right, get Darnell Wright, who's been everything that we need. Darnell Wright isn't the problem, and that's why I go to Orlando Brown would not have solved this offensive line, and so, you know, I got I got to disagree there, and I think the Jalen Carter part of it, Jalen Carter has looked okay. He scored really well, but it's not like he's having amazing eye-popping stats, now, I think that Zach Pickens has looked really good. Javon Dexter has looked really good. But, again, if both of those guys hit, that's still more more valuable. Now, do I think, and I've said this when we pass on it, are we always going to be linked to Jalen Carter? Absolutely, and we should be. Is, is, could, could it end up being that we made the wrong decision? But it could be. But right now, Darnell Wright and Jalen Carter, which is the, the ones that you should compare, they're about even. Darnell Wright, if you go and look at that all 22, he is performing excellently. What he learned from rookie mistakes sakes in week one to bring that to week two and have an overall solid game, still making some rookie mistakes. Hey, listen, protection for the quarterback and the weak offensive line. I'm always I'm going to take that above when we still got talent and depth on that defensive line that we're it may it may it may take some time to develop. Right. But I think we got the right picks there. Then, you know, it's always, a like I said, a casual take where it's like, oh, well, we should have done this and this and this. And then those four things differently would have ended up here with no. It's not. And so I get what you're getting at, Wolf, and I know that you want the best for this team, as all Bears fans do, but it's way too early to be writing the story on draft picks, especially if we're also admitting that the coaching staff has had a problem in in creating the the correct scheme. That's my thought process. Orlando Brown wouldn't have changed the goddamn thing for this team with as much struggles as we have. Now, could you say that we needed more depth? Absolutely, right? We need some depth, and that's why you saw them go out and get Feeney and and some of the players that they did but let's not make a mistake in saying that if you would have thrown the money that Orlando Brown would have gotten, and that's a lot of money to pay for something that overall we wouldn't really been in that dif- different of a situation. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Barry. Hey, he's Bobby C. Dub. Hey, Barry here. Listen, fellas, I'm going to address the elephant in the room that I have not heard one analyst, not Stephen A. Smith, not that Phil guy from TPNL, not fucking you, Hayes. You haven't brought this up. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And that is that Justin Fields, what I think the issue is, is this kid could use some fucking animal protein. I know he was vegan for a few years, and then this year I meant to bring it up, but then I heard that he was a pescatarian, which is, I guess, he eats fucking fish now. Now, I'm not sure how much fish he's eaten, but it's not fish itself that's going to do the trick. It's red fucking meat. One time I did a a week as a vegan on a fucking bet. I lost the bet. It was actually, uh, I bet on the Bears game last year that they beat the Packers. Uh, the second game of the season, and I'd lost. So I took the bet, and then I was vegan for a week. And by day three, I couldn't see the fucking hood ornament at the front of my car. My vision was so fucking bad. So when it comes to fields, I think that we should try, somebody should try slipping this kid a fucking ribeye and see just see what happens, okay? Because somebody's got to trick him. Maybe DJ Moore, he trusts him or, or Darnell Mooney. They can slip him the ribeye and say, oh, hey, Justin, have you tried this? Uh, impossible. I can't believe it's not steak burger or whatever the fuck they're calling that horse shit. So anyway, I just think it's something worth considering and I'm shocked that nobody's talked about this. I don't think that fish protein is the same as red meat. So in all seriousness, fellas, give me a thought. Chicago up. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's funny. I, I, you know, I think we all need some levity. I think we all do. Like, And Barry brings that in. 
uh, actually Barry is supposed to have on the pregame shows uh, a little cutoff, and I didn't have time to edit it before the game yesterday. Hopefully Barry still gets that in. Barry's a big part of Chicago Bears since you guys are going to be hearing his voice, and it takes a lot more. But here's what I'll say, man. Um, I, I get what you're getting at, and I went vegan too before, when, especially when I was super fat and had to lose a lot of weight. Still fat, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I do think that uh, if he's – what he's doing – Believe me, he's balancing out other things for his vision, right? So you don't need just red meat for your vision. You, your body reacted that way because you're used to having red meat. With, with, with Justin Fields being a vegan, it's, it's really not going to change much. He just needs to get his head out of his ass and play a little bit better, and we need to protect him better. Like Again, it's not all on Justin, but Justin isn't abstained from it either, right? So hopefully we see that better play, and we'll see. You know, Hopefully this team starts pulling together. But that's my time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. Like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.